Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to possibly impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media and I'm grateful you're here. Hi everyone, I'm so excited to have you all here. We have Joe Draper and she is here from less than three years ago being diagnosed with a very aggressive cancer that was expected to be ridden throughout her body and doctors told her that she would likely not be here in five years time. Now less than three years later, Joe is healthy, happy and she is going through to share us how she has overcome an aggressive cancer diagnosis and turned her trauma into the catalyst for growth. So I wanna say a special thank you for joining us here today, Joe. So welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I am so grateful. So I actually saw your mission in another group and what you were doing was inspiring other people to take ownership in their healing and inspiring women more than anything to really come together and bring in the value of owning our own power. And for me, everyone listening, that is our mission. It's, it's to just showcase this. So I wanted to bring you on here because I love your story. I love how you've turned your mess into your message and become that catalyst. So thank you. So welcome. Thanks for having me. It's so awesome to be here. Now, I, would, I love that you're here. So I actually got to hear a little bit before we went live. And I would love for you to share where you are right now while we're in this whole COVID. Where are you stationed? Because I think that that's fascinating for anybody listening on just like what's possible. Yeah, I actually, I'm right now I'm in um, a place called Bangston Beach in Thailand. So it was quite quite crazy the way things panned out. I was living in New Zealand. I'm Australian. I was living in New Zealand and I flew out of New Zealand and within days New Zealand shut their borders in and out. I got to Thailand and then Thailand went into complete lockdown and I had about two days to make a decision because Australia was closing its borders. And, you know, my family was ringing me. Every person I knew in Australia was ringing me like, get home, get on the next plane now. You don't know what's happening in the world. And, I, you know, I started to panic, but, you know, I just, I really, really felt into it. My work was not going to go ahead and something was just telling me the decision for me to stay was the right one. And it was really scary because it meant, you know, I couldn't get back home to my family if something went wrong. But I think, you know, just really feeling into that decision and making it the right decision for me. And then in the meantime, I was locked in a tiny little condo by myself for two months and 
put my heart and soul into my business and it's just been booming ever since, which was just such a blessing. I love that. So for everybody listening, just hear how she used her wording, how she turned into herself, like all of this is intuitively led. And so for her, like, honestly, Joe, I'm, I find that inspiring because many people, we get stuck in like the, the form of media and the fear and the scarcity. And then it just kind of leads our direction without us actually listening. So I want everybody to just hear how she worded that because that is so perfect on what I prefer everybody to kind of take into themselves to gain that form of validation and guidance. So thank you for sharing that. And I love how you've actually taken this time for, you know, homestaying to growing your business. I would love to hear what all you do and what you offer because many people are going to be fascinated by the end of this, this interview to know what that is. Yeah. So I'm a holistic empowerment coach. So I predominantly work with women um, and I deliver coaching. So I'm really, really passionate on building self-worth and building confidence, um, you know, reducing stress and finding that homeostasis, like finding that balance, because I know, you know, this fast paced world that we've been living in, so many people are feeling out of balance. So, you know, um, building self-worth, really tapping into and discovering our you know, our limiting beliefs, these things that are holding us back. And this is what I do with my clients. We go through a process and really delve into that. Like, what is it in your life you're trying to create? And what is it, you know, if there is something here that you want to create and bring in, but you just can't seem to do it, it's usually our self-worth. There's an underlining story that we're telling ourselves and it's not aligning and that's why we're not bringing it in. So really delving into that and building your worth, building your confidence and understanding yourself and the behaviors and thought patterns and starting to change those behaviors. I love that. And so there's so many different styles of opportunities and healing in that. And I know like for me, I call that deep cellular healing. Everything you said, that's called deep yep. cellular healing to me. Is there like a certain title that you use for that? Cause there's like access bars, neuro-linguistic programming. Like there's so much that people don't realize there's the same opportunity of healing behind it. And I find it's just so great how we all take what works for us and the title that it comes with. It doesn't really matter. It's just how we bring it into our everyday life. And so I would love to hear what you call yours. So I don't really exactly have a title for it. Like, I guess, you know, technically it's life coaching and it is like, it is rewiring the brain. It is very similar to NLP, the same sort of techniques. But I guess for me, it always comes down to this simple thing. It's like looking, you know, we often get so fixated on trying to change a behavior. Like for example, every Monday I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to go to the gym. You last a Tuesday, Wednesday, you fall off the bandwagon. Maybe you don't last the day. Maybe you cannot stop drinking. Whatever it is, uh, binge eating, It's we get so fixated on trying to change the behavior, the action. So I'm not going to drink. But what I do is go through this process and be like, everything we do in life, we're trying to bring in a feeling or avoid a feeling. And our thoughts, um, do, our thoughts control our feelings. So however we're feeling is coming from a thought. So, and then our thoughts drive our feelings, our feelings drive our actions and our actions get the results. So if we're so focused on the results, but not going through this process, we just, we're in this hamster wheel, this spiral of, I'm going to do this lasting, falling off the bandwagon back on. But when we start to change the programming, start to rewiring the brain, that's when we change all of this and we get to change the results. 
I love that. And I, I couldn't agree more. And so as I've kind of heard your story over time, it does remind me of Louise, Hey, heal your body, heal your life. And like working through all of that. And so I would love to know how you found the opportunity to become your own healer, because like we had read in your intro, there's so many things that doctors have stated, but they gave you a five year timestamp and boy, have you proved them wrong. Like, I am so grateful that you did, but I would love to hear how you found that and how that came to be, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to um, backtrack a little bit because it's so interesting you bring you brought up Louise Hay. And I'm going to tell you a little story before I move into the cancer side of it. But it was I was about 30, so it was 10 years ago. And I'd been through a really traumatic event, like a really traumatic. And I just buried it deep inside. I didn't know how to handle emotion. I didn't know how to show emotion. So I pretended that it didn't happen. And this just played out in so many ways in my life, my relationship, the job. I had zero self-worth, like zero self-worth. And it was about six months after this event, I entered a new relationship and it was a really toxic relationship. And I remember one night, I, you know, my sleeping, I was not sleeping well and it was about 2 a.m. And you know, I was staying at my partner's house and couldn't sleep. We'd had this fire and I went out to the lounge room and there was this book sitting on the coffee table. Louise, how you can heal your life. And I remember thinking, so at that point in my life, I had zero awareness. I had no emotional intelligence. I had no spiritual practice. I had never even heard of personal development. I was a completely different world. And I remember looking at this book and thinking, oh, what, you know, you can heal your life. What rubbish, like who needs this? That was literally my thoughts. And I picked up this book and I was like, what else am I going to do at 2 a.m.? Stare at the ceiling. And I started reading this book and I could not put it down. I read the book in two days and that was the most pivotal changing point in my life because it just opened up my mind to all these new, new ways of thinking, these new things I'd never even considered. And so, you know, I went on this whole journey. I went off to uni and I did a master's in wellness and my yoga teacher training and group fitness and nutrition. And I just kept studying and studying and it was like a massive game changer. And then it was uh, just under three years ago, I was diagnosed with, I had stage three melanoma. It was really, really aggressive. It was traveling through my body so quickly. And, you know, doctors said that I probably won't be here in five years' time. Just to give you an example, it grew from like the size of a golf ball to the size bigger than a fist, my tumor, within two months. That's how fast it was growing. So, you know, doctors gave me this diagnosis and I just went into this, you know, I'd done a lot of stuff around mindset and I just, whatever they told me, I refused to believe. However bad it was when, you know, at one point I thought they were going to amputate my arm and my left breast. I would practice gratitude. I would, I remember being in hospital and I was 37 at the time. The night, the night I got my diagnosis, I went, I just moved to a new city. I had a few acquaintances, but no friends. And I got my diagnosis and I went home on my couch and I sat on my couch frozen. I couldn't move my body and there wasn't a single person I could call not a single person that I could call all my family lived interstate all my closest friends lived interstate and I remember being in hospital and you know seeing all these women there my age that are having babies and all these amazing celebrations and I'm just thinking how did I get here how did I get here at age 37 I should be here having children and celebrating this but I'm here having cancer and 
when I thought there wasn't a single thing in my life to be grateful for, I pushed through it and I found gratitude. I, that morning, I, I had these drains attached to my arms because I had all my lymphatic system removed. I popped my drains in a bag and I walked out into the sunshine and I just felt the sun on my face, the cool breeze, the people in my life. My parents had flown into state. My best friend had flown in from another country. And I just, I felt gratitude and I brought it in and I, I just felt it within my heart space. And you know, when I was laying in my hospital bed and I had machines attached to every arm, my head or my limbs, drains coming out of my body, I was constantly being pumped with pharmaceuticals, which I just hated. And I would lay there and I would visualize my tumor dissolving. I would visualize myself being happy and healthy and surfing and mountain biking and doing all the things I love and being full of energy. And, and I would just visualize that again and again. And I think, you know, between using those two things, the visualization and the gratitude, I swear that is what, what got me through it. It's just keeping that super positive mindset and, you know, I believe anything we want to bring into our life, if we can bring in that feeling and really feel it in our heart, like it is already happening, that's when we see these massive shifts. We literally have a quantum leap because we've been able to cultivate that. So, and you know, sometimes people say things like, you don't understand, this has happened in my life, this has happened in my life, or, you know, how can I feel wealthy when I don't have any money? or how can I feel loved when I don't have a partner? And we just have to, we have to be able to bring those feelings in and manifest them like they're already happening. And that's when we see these massive shifts. I love everything that you just said, because I wholeheartedly agree. Like everything you're talking about, that's law of attraction, manifestation, and it's the actual steps to doing it. People think it has to be some overcomplicated chanting ceremony, when in reality, it's, it's within you and understanding the energetic frequency of what you're manifesting. So thank you for sharing and talking about the trauma that you went through that might have been the fluence of like what created that physical manifestation and how you healed through it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Melissa. I really love that you touched on that because um, it's so interesting you say that. I'm actually in the process of writing a book and it's all mind-body connection. And I think, you know, I'd gone through this really bad bad trauma and buried it deep inside. And when we do this, it manifests in the body of disease. And when I was diagnosed with cancer, I didn't step into this poor me. How to, you know, I remember people messaging me like, how on earth did you get cancer? You're so healthy. You're so fit. You're so healthy. You're so positive. And people just couldn't understand it. And straight away I knew I had been through so much pain and I would stored it deep inside and walked around with a smile on my face like everything's good all of the time, which is just not true. And this was a big journey for me because it was like, you know, I'd had seven years of doing this, this work, but I don't think I'd ever really done the deep, deep work. And when I got this cancer diagnosis, yeah, it's one thing to eat healthy and exercise, but it's, you know, this whole dealing with emotion and letting these emotions rise and being okay with showing and expressing emotions. And, you know, like so many people, I was raised in a house where you don't cry, you don't show emotion, you just act happy. And, you know, there's consequences to that because we just bury it inside and then, you know, it manifests as disease or we 
do go through something really big in our life and we just literally don't know what to do with it. So we pretend that it's not happening. That's, that's too true. And unfortunately, that's, that's kind of what a lot of us might have been raised with. And so I love that we're actually pulling back the curtains on what it looks like for people to go through the real healing. Because like, I have friends that are going through cancer. I have friends that have passed away from it. And the thing is, is like, the difference in the ones that I find overcome it, it's mindset. Like they don't give up. They don't accept what they're being told. And they're defined and stubborn enough to, to really take that ownership yeah. on how am I able to change and make this better. And so... There was actually, um, I can't wait to read your book, by the way, but there was a book I had read by Colette Baron-Reed and she had actually stated too, the mindset and the verbiage and what we use, whether we sit in our victim story is what changes us and gives us an opportunity to heal. And I was like, my victim story. And she's like, everyone has one. I was like, oh, that's such a, I don't love that term, but it was true. We all have one. And so I would play my victim story in that pity party and I would sit in that energy and it didn't feel good. And a lot of times they say misery loves company. And you'll notice the more people talk about the things that have happened to them, that's the story they're stuck in instead of saying this happened for me. And so personally myself, I had to grow from that. And so I use that in deep cellular healing as like the example in it, but she has one that kind of just, I have to say it because it's so relevant, but she says, if you sit in your victim story, it's like sitting in a shit diaper. And I just remember being like, what? And she's like, but it's true. And so unless you want to change it yourself and get out of that, you have to do the work. And so I was like, Oh, I guess I'm sitting in a shit diaper. I need to work on that. And so even when I'm coaching people, they're like, Oh, easy for you to say you've not had X, Y, Z for circumstances. I'm like, her example was that she was gang raped. And she said that that worst day of her life became the best day of her life because she had her first out of body experience and connected to spirit. I've lost lots of friends, but the one that hit me the most was the death of my little sister. And I don't ever say like it happened for me in a good way, but what I took from it is it further fueled my mission. And I take that narrative and I see the opportunities of healing and the people we've helped overcome different things. And so same with you, you've taken your mission and your negative experiences and done that. And so I want people listening to take an opportunity to address what is the story you're maybe telling yourself right now that you can pivot and switch and turn it into your catalyst of change or your mission of hope for others. And so thank you because so many people don't get to the root of it. We want to make things look pretty and we want to make it all look branded and, and everything. But the reality is we all have something that we've gone through that allows us to become an expert in another field from, it, from life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, no matter how hard it is, is, you know, looking at this trauma or hard times we've been through and like, however bad a situation is, I believe there is always something good that can come from it. And maybe that's the process you had to go through. Maybe that's the learnings and the lessons that come from that. There is always something good you can take from that. And you know, sometimes the people that have worked the hardest paths just become the most incredible people because they can relate to so much more. They know what it feels like to get from that that dark place and then see the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, like the caterpillar going through the struggle to become the butterfly. I just think that's so relevant and so true. And if we do the work, if we step out of our victimhood and do the work, the re reward is just phenomenal. 
I couldn't agree more. Like I couldn't agree more. And so I would love for you to kind of explain, you know, what you are doing in order to kind of like help other people in mentorship on their journey and from the beginning of what they would need for guidance and counseling and inspiration in what it looks like to work with you through that. Because a lot of times people don't have maybe the knowledge or the support system. Like we found the books Mm -hmm. and we found the circles and we kind of pushed and immersed ourselves in it. I would love to hear what an experience with you would look like for, for the people listening. Yeah, I have, I have a few different ways I work with people. So I have some group coaching programs and then I have uh, my private coaching as well. So normally with my private coaching, I do a minimum of 12 weeks and we just go through this real intensive and very similar to what I talked about before is really looking at what's driving the behaviors. So, you know, I've got one of my clients at the moment has, you know, a real issue with binge eating and like she loves training, doing the working out. And it's like literally day by day, I'm not going to eat healthy. I'm not going to eat unhealthy by the end of the day, eating all the sugar. So it's really looking at that. And it's not just saying you need to stop eating the sugar. Like, you know that, right? Theoretically, we know that, but there is a reason that's driving that behavior. And it's really delving into that reason or, you know, some of my clients have got, um, I'm really struggling with confidence and I, you know, I just look at them and I'm like, my God, girl, you have got so much potential, you know? And it's, it's really heartbreaking for me because I see this person that just got this amazing potential, but has just been so held back in life because of, you know, a story that they're telling themselves. And what we do is we change the story. We delve into it. We look at where did this come from? What did somebody say to you at three or five or seven that made you believe this, that made you believe that you're not worthy, that made you believe you don't have anything important to say or you shouldn't take good care of yourself or everybody else comes before you? Like there is a there's programming, our subconscious programming that's playing out there. So I really delve into that, like looking at what played out through our childhood and how that manifested in our day today and when you start to do that you just start to see these massive shifts you know and it is for me the most rewarding thing in the world to watch my clients having these shifts and grow their confidence and reduce their stress and just feel happier and healthier and yeah it's the most amazing thing I love that. I love that because, yeah, many people don't realize that we carry things from our childhood, from, uh, you know, limiting beliefs of other people to all these different things that might have been carried subconsciously to consciously. So that's amazing. Now, what would you say is your biggest driver on the entrepreneurial journey? Because I know some people will be like, okay, so you've gone from having an illness to empowerment and now you coach and help other people. What would you say is like the biggest driver for you as an entrepreneur? I think it's just my clients, just seeing them, you know, and seeing the changes in them. And, you know, I know when I first started and it was like just seeing these shifts and it is just incredible to know, you know, I get so excited to talk to my clients when we, you know, every week and I can see these shifts they're making and they'll message me like, you know, I've just overcome this. I'm just feeling so much happier or, you know, my eating, so I don't even want to eat the sugar and little things like that. That for me is my driver. That just wants me, you know, to keep growing. And I also, I really love the creative side as well. Like right now I'm, you know, all day today, actually I've been working on a new 
program and you know mapping that out and what's that going to look like and who am I going to bring into it I just I find that so exciting and um you know I know the old saying that's super lame it's like find what you love and you never work another day in your life and that has just what it's been like for me now I just I'm so excited about what I do and it lights me up and it literally doesn't feel like work that's the best isn't it yeah well, I'm yeah. proud of you and excited for you because that's, that's when you know you're in flow. That's the goal, right? Everybody should have that as their goal. For those of you listening, you need this because it just makes life so much easier and so much more enjoyable. So what objections would you say in the past have held you back? Because I find a lot of times people almost can relate and get inspired by just hearing how we've grown. And then how did you overcome them, if you don't mind? Oh, yeah, this is a huge one for me. So I grew up in a, um, a really rural town in Australia. It, um, my high school was really violent. We would have, we would substitute teachers would come in and have breakdowns in front of us and leave again. It was the most horrific environment. Um, and going into that, you know, I was really academic as a child and then going into this and I just went off the rails. I started drinking and partying and stopped going to school. Half the time I was scared I would get beat up. Teachers would lock the doors because people were fighting so bad. You know, teachers ripped hinges off doors through tables. It was just chaotic. And through this time, I developed this. I stopped trying because if I put my hand up and had a voice, it would get beaten out of me, like literally. So I pretended I was dumb. And through this this um, time, of I didn't finish high school and I believed I was stupid. And it took me many years. I remember, and then I went to university at 24. I was so embarrassed to even tell anyone I was going to university because people would think I'm too stupid. I could barely do my application to get in. And, you know, for the whole four years, I just, this massive imposter syndrome of like, you're this girl from Port Augusta. Like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Everyone's like highly educated. And I just felt, never felt like I belonged. And it was um, a couple of years after that. and. I I got I did a little bit of this limiting belief stuff and I was just like wow I see where this all comes from the way I was raised and the belief systems and how I created this belief I was stupid and then you know I had to start to change my own programming and I think that's why you know and you know even now my my family don't understand what I do I feel like I just I don't have support from any of my close family or friends because they don't understand it. And I've just got to this point where it's like, it's okay. You can tell me it's not going to work. You can tell me I won't get clients. You can tell me no one will buy my book, which they do. And I've got my own back. I've got to be so strong and just block it out. And if they want to talk about that, I'll talk about the weather. I'll talk about something neutral because for years I just chased them, you know, wanting their approval. And I just, I, I know that they don't understand it and that's okay. That's their journey. And, you know, especially growing up in a town like this and, um, you know, putting now you, and you're putting yourself out there and doing Facebook lives and podcasts and interviews. And, you know, sometimes that voice still creeps in like, what, you know, what are family going to think if they see that? They just think you're talking rubbish and it's like, that's okay. That's, that's their journey. And this is mine and I'm okay with that. I think that that needs to be said a million times more because 
everything you just described is what so many people, especially early on in our journey as an entrepreneur, feel like that imposter syndrome, that lack of worthiness, the who am I? And so, first of all, I'll buy your book. Like, I know your family has their learning, <laughs> but like, I'm already in. I love the story, I love the mission, and everything you're saying aligns with what I do as well, like in my coaching mm -hmm. and stuff, because it needs to be worked through. And these are things that really do hold people back. We can give them all the knowledge in the world, but if they still have that negative narrative, they're not going to take action. They're not going to succeed. And so everything you're talking about, I really hope the listeners here can, you know, implore within themselves to find that opportunity of healing and growth and, and really take that like no shits given stance on what other people think and just send them love on their journey and focus on you because people are going to share their negative limiting beliefs because of fear and they're going to call it love and it's going to feel gross. But the idea is they don't know better. So that's the best way to describe it is, you know, that's on them that's their journey and it's not for you to take on and just continue to listen to your heart center and all of that. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Now I would love to know what kind of drove you to pick the niche that you did, like the, the whole avatar of it. I love it. Um, I guess it just from, I guess it's just from my own personal experience. It, it's so interesting because I've just you know, always had this um, drive, or, you know, around wellness and nutrition and then yoga and got more and more into the like, um, you know, like neuro-linguistics and the, the, all of this sort of stuff. And now it's just, it's all come together and I feel like every single experience I've had in my life, every bit of training, which has been really broad, and that's why I've called it, you know, holistic empowerment coaching because it is really holistic and I use all my training from all these um, different sources and then all these different experiences and it's all just come together and I think has put me exactly where I am meant to be. Like I've never felt so lit up and so certain that this is my path and I'm walking my true path and it's just so empowering and I, I just need other people to see that and themselves. Because when you get there, it just starts to flow. And, you know, my Facebook group is Find Your Flow. And I think that's just was inspired from just how I'm feeling and that feeling. And I'm sure you've been through this yourself. Is When you know what you're meant to be doing, it just works. It's incredible. And everyone's got access to that. I love that. Because some people really overthink it. And it really doesn't need to be complicated. And I love how every experience and training you've had has become kind of a tool belt you know, a tool in your tool belt of supplies that you can offer your clients. And so that's what a lot of people don't really give themselves permission for. I know for me, I was always kind of confused. I'm like, you know, when people say like the riches are in the niches and niche down, like super specific. But for me, I love Marie Forleo's book, um, Everything is Figure Out About because she has a quote in there and it says, you can be a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I, I don't know why, but I felt like that was the moment I got permission for that by taking all of the mm -hmm. things and then making it the thing. And so I really, really love how you worded that because I agree there's so many things out there that we're driven towards whether it's meditation yoga coaching NLP like all these things but when you actually get to hear and identify what's going on in the in the client world of what their struggles are you can take all the different techniques that you've learned over the years and offer that to your students and clients and so that is perfect a lot of people really overcomplicate it and keep going for this certification identification and the idea is doesn't need to be like that. It can be something that's just really heart driven. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that said, like when you follow your heart and you step into that space, it just starts when I know, you know, for me, I did my coaching training years ago and I was just too scared. And then, you know, it's just 
and when I really stepped into it, I just followed my heart. And you know, when I started coaching, I was just, I actually blew my own mind of how much information I'd had in there because I'd been studying it for years. Do you know what I mean? And it, everything just flowed because it's what you're meant to be doing. So I think, yeah, you just take the leap and go for it. I love it. Now, I would love, I am a big advocate for meditation, but I would love to hear what you recommend in meditation as an entrepreneur, because this is something that I, I know has changed my life. And at first I was like, meditation, whatever. But I'm honestly, that was old ego me. I every day take a moment to offer myself that opportunity. And I would love to hear your practice or your advice on that, because a lot of people, they underestimate the value behind such a simple opportunity. Yeah, look, I, meditation is so important. And especially, I think, you know, so many people today, we are just living in such high states of stress. And especially for entrepreneurs, like, if you're anything like me, I'm just go, 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 go all the time. And it's like, because I get so excited and I want to work on all this stuff. But it's like, you're up here all the time. And I think this meditation just brings us down. Like, even this morning, I was just sitting home and working and I was like really getting stuck into a project. And then, you know, I just went over to the shop to grab something and I could feel myself like my breath was kind of sharp and sharp because I'd been, you know, getting really elevated by it. It's like, you know what? I just need to stop and take 10 deep breaths. And just while I was there waiting at the shop, I just took 10 deep breaths and it just brings me back down. And I think when we step into this, you know, this calm state, we are actually so much more productive and it's just recognizing that in yourself and bringing it back down. But I think, you know, in terms of adding a meditation practice to your daily routine, I'm really big on a morning ritual. I think it's really important to get up and have a morning ritual and it can look differently for you. For me, I like to get up. I make my um, hot water lemon. I do a meditation. Sometimes it's a guided meditation. Sometimes I'll put on an alarm, an alarm just for five minutes and then, and then I get out and I move my body, come back, maybe do some journaling. But if you want to, if you're not a meditator, a really simple way is just get your phone, put it on for, start with five minutes, start for even with two minutes, if that's you and just sit there and tap into the breath. Like just find this quiet, still space, close the eyes over and just taking these nice deep breaths, sending the breath all the way down to the belly and just feeling the breath just following as it comes in the nostrils down to the belly, following it back up and coming back out the nostrils. And, you know, just do that for two, five minutes, whatever you can, just following the breath. And then, you know, do it in the morning, do it at night, do it daily. Um, there is so many meditations we can get on YouTube. There are some really amazing apps. I'm a huge fan of the moment. Uh, Waking Up by Sam Harris. I think that's a really good app. Um, but, but yeah, just start small and increase that. And it is, you know, if you're a per I find it, I do find it hard to meditate. Like I'm a yoga teacher. I teach meditation. And in all honesty, I do find it hard because I'm such a go, go, go Vata type personality. So it's just bringing, and we're the ones that need it the most, right? We think we don't need it. I'm too high energy. Like, no, you need it more than anyone. And just, yeah, taking that time to ground yourself, so important. 
I agree with everything that you're saying, but I know how we say it, it comes off differently. So thank you for sharing your version of it because that's amazing. Plus, I'm going to go check out that app by Sam Harris that you recommended too, because the most amazing thing is continuously finding ways and tools to enhance our practice. And you're right. As an entrepreneur, we get so elevated and so hyper-focused that we do need meditation yeah. probably more than anybody. My husband yeah. makes fun of it all the time where he's like, okay, we're talking. Hi, what are you doing? Can we, can we go over here? Like, right, right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you can feel instantly the difference it makes, like when you can feel yourself getting up in your head and go, go, go. And literally it's five minutes of your day. You think you don't have time, but you're actually more productive to just go and take those five minutes, just chill out and breathe and come back in, you know, and you'll just find you're just in a completely different headspace and calm and yeah. Even for all the parents out there, I'm going to throw a side disclaimer. That five minute meditation opportunity really makes me a better parent because like you get so hyper triggered and then it just elevates and it continuously builds. And so whether you are newly entrepreneur, guided entrepreneur, or whether you're a mom just kind of trying to figure out your kicks on the side, like it does not matter. But I will tell you this, that meditation makes me a better person. I'm going to be very real. And so it's a form of self-love and self-care. And so I want you all to kind of hear that. Now, as we're introducing something here, I know Joe left a little goodie for you guys. So there's a freebie that you can grab in the links here. Would you want to tell them about it? Yeah, sure. So I've got, I'm just giving away one of my meditations and this is, um, it's called shine bright, but it's more of the, I am statements. And you know, I know a lot of my clients love this. They just, I think it goes for about four minutes, just over four minutes. It's more of a, it's not so much a, um, a peaceful, relaxing meditation, but it's more of like, you, your daily affirmations and it just puts you in a really nice, oh, sorry, one of the other things I always practice before I even get out of bed is gratitude. I should have said that. So before I leave my bed, I run through my head all of the things I'm grateful for, for having electricity, for having clean running water, for having uh, good nutritious food, for being in time, for whatever comes into your mind. And this meditation is just the perfect way to start your day pop it on for four minutes you've done you can even do this one like you know when you're driving to work or doing your makeup or whatever in the morning so yeah if you would like to access that please yeah drop the link and go for it it's going to be in the show notes guys i want you to know that that is something i highly recommend what she's offering is actually stuff that i utilize in deep cellular healing and so this is a form of healing as well it's not just a meditation and so the opportunity is amazing so a special thank you joe for that like that's huge for the people listening that do take action in that one you're welcome perfect so i would love to give you a moment to just leave any lasting notes to our listeners before i let you go because i know you've had a busy day and our time zone differences are all over the map <laughs> <laughs> um i i think the biggest thing is uh, the biggest message i would like to give is just that you're worth it like whatever it is that you want to create in your life you can totally do it whatever it is you want to overcome you can totally do it you've just um, find a way to love yourself, find a way to build your self-worth. And, you know, when we can do that and step into our power, it is the most incredible feeling and it literally changes your life. So spend time doing that, make it a priority and um, just know that you are worth it. 
Thank you. And yes, you are all worth it. And the biggest thing is you just have to believe it and own that, own that power, own that opportunity. Thank you so much for coming in here, Joe. I know like you had such a busy day and I was able to lock in a better time because we had some fun trying to figure out our time zones from like Canada <laughs> to the Philippines, like all over the different worlds. I'm just sitting there going like, yeah, I don't know what time we are anymore. <laughs> so I can I only with right? 13 hours different which always makes it a little tricky yeah <laughs> well and that's the fun thing with working on online and being able to connect with everybody all over the world so i will let you go but i wanted to say a special thank you for your time and i'm so grateful you were able to come in here and bring the value to our listeners so welcome thanks so much for having me melissa it was so beautiful to connect thank you Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very honest and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again and have a great day.